Welcome to the Beacons of Bravery podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Norman, former perfectionist, people pleaser, and rule follower who woke up one day and realized I'd been living somebody else's dream because of my fear of stepping outside the lines. That's why I started this podcast, to interview authors, entrepreneurs, and everyday people who learn to overcome their fears and obstacles in order to live the life of their dreams, to shine the light on how we can live the life of our dreams. Welcome back to the show. I'm excited for today's episode. We are going to talk about some things happening in your brain, specifically neuropathways and how they develop and how it might affect your money mindset and also the way you are successful in life. So neuropathways, you can think of as we were children, when we were born from ages zero to seven or eight, we are kind of a blank slate. It's kind of like our brain was a tape recorder and we are just taking in things in our environment. So we downloaded uh, things from our family, our parents, our siblings, our teachers, our church authorities, anybody who was speaking, we were kind of downloading what they were saying into our brains. And so what this developed was some pathways in our brain, neuropathways. You can think of them kind of as shortcuts or ruts because we would try something new and then because our brains are so smart they want to shortcut and automate a lot of things in our life just think about when you learned to tie your shoe it was very difficult to learn you know you'd have to loop this loop that or ride a bike, same thing. You'd have to think about, well, if I do this, it's gonna tip this way. You know, you have to think about your every step and move. Well, if you had to do that with everything going on in your life on an ongoing basis, your brain would be overwhelmed. So once you kind of learn something, a skill, a habit, something, your brain kind of locks it into place and creates a groove. So that if, if it sees something similar, it's just gonna kind of shunt to that groove and that's the way it's gonna go kind of subconsciously without you even knowing. If you drive and you've, you, you've driven for a long time and you get in your car on your way to work and you arrive at work and you realize you know, you've been thinking about something different the whole way but you arrived at your destination because your brain is used to that pattern and it could lead you there almost subconsciously. So we have a lot of patterns in our life with everything, but today I wanna to talk about specifically how it relates to money. But to start out, really the question I want you to ask yourself is the same question I ask myself and most people ask, is what do you really want from money or from your life with money involved and that is freedom most people say they want freedom freedom to choose where they go what they do uh, how they spend their time how much they give to charity to churches all that kind of stuff 
Well, one of the things that creates freedom is money to do those things. But many people, you, I, everyone, was programmed with some neuro pathways in our brain growing up that gave us some ideas about money. If you've ever heard the term money doesn't grow on trees or wealthy people are all bad, anything like that, it gave you these ideas in your brain that you didn't even know. There are these patterns running under, underneath the surface. What happens when you grow into an adulthood and you're looking to gain that freedom through your job or through entrepreneurship, anything like that, the pathways are still there running underneath the surface. So if you think of an iceberg, about 10% of what we see on the top of the iceberg is what we really are actually realizing is happening in our brain. And probably 90% is what's going on below the surface that we don't even recognize. And those are the patterns that we're used to. And they set a kind of thermostat in your brain. Like, okay, this is about the level that I can expect to be at. Anything above that, I'm gonna kinda shut off a little bit and get back down to that level. If I get a little below that, you know, the air conditioning will come on or whatever, you know, it'll bring me back up to that where the thermostat is set, 70 degrees or whatever. And in respect to money, that could be any level in your mind. Say, say your parents made $60,000 a year and that's the level set to you. And if you get above that level, you might self-sabotage in some way in order to get to the comfortable level that you feel is that money number or income number. Because that's what in our minds we've been trained to think is the optimal level. An example of this would be lottery winners. So everyone plays the lotto, a lot of people do anyway, to win the whatever it could be, $40 million, $50 million, but we've all seen the TV shows of three years later, they're broke. Why is that? I mean, yeah, they probably overspend and do all that, but they get, if they came from a broke pattern in their brain, or, you know, I only deserve $30,000, then that is what is gonna instinctively draw them down to that level because it's gonna feel uncomfortable to be that far above where their thermostat is set. I listened to a podcast called Epic Success with Dr. Shannon Irvine, and she tells a story. She's an entrepreneur. She's a, she's has a PhD in something to do with neuro-linguistic programming. And she tells a story of when she became an entrepreneur, she would be successful to a point. And that point for her was $200,000 a year. I'm thinking that was correct. It, it was a certain level. Anyway, she noticed that year after year, she would get to, she could get to $199,999 a year, but would never surpass that threshold of $200,000. And so she, began going back to think what was her programming. And she recalled a certain instance when her and her family would be on a drive somewhere and they might go through a really nice neighborhood. 
and her dad would say, oh, all those rich people make their money off the backs of people less fortunate. And that somehow got programmed into her that, you know, making too much money makes you a bad person. And so what she realized, what you recognize you have to do is to find out what program is running in your mind. And then you need to evaluate, is that true? You look for examples out in the world. Is every person with money despicable and they treat others terrible and you know they're just evil people? Well, of course the answer is no. You can find as many not nice people who are wealthy as they are poor. So you can disprove that in your mind. And then you go into repatterning your brain with a new thought or idea that no, you can be a good person. You can be a person who wants to make more money in order to give back more. Again, the ability to make a change in the world through your charity, your church, whatever, the more money you make, the more you can give. And so you just start reprogramming that pattern in your brain. And she has lots of ways to do that. So I recommend her podcast and we'll have future podcasts on how to actually do that. But that's just an example there. I'll tell you a personal example of how I've held my back, myself back for years as well. It's been probably six, eight years ago. I patented a product in the medical field basically that I saw a need that there wasn't on the market. So I created it, kind of like by hand, whatever. Anyway, we ended up getting it patented and it went through, so I do have a patent on that product. But in the back of my mind, I was worried that getting this to market was gonna cost me a lot more time and energy and I didn't know what I was doing, whatever. But one day I decided to take a video of the product and I, posted it on LinkedIn and it's again like I said in the medical field and it went crazy like I was just trying to see if there would be any demand for it it was something that I needed in my line of work and it wasn't on the market and so I created it well people from all over the world were commenting where can we get this and it shut me down I was like I can't handle this I I, I don't know what to do so it kind of sat dormant for four or five years, whatever. And then I said, you know, people are still wanting this. I had a little YouTube video. Somebody found me on YouTube and wanted to order some of them kind of recently. And it was a company in, in my other field of wound care. And they saw the value in it and they tried it out or, and decided they wanted to purchase it on an ongoing basis. And it was a, an amount I felt like I could handle. But still I was thinking, oh, there's all this extra work. I have a full-time job. How can I do all this? All the time what I had wanted with a patent was for somebody out there, a big company, to see the value and come send me a big check and say, here, we'll make a licensing deal with you and uh, you'll be on easy street. But it doesn't happen that way because obviously I wasn't the kind of person yet who could deal with that kind of income or even spare time. You know, I was overwhelmed when I got all the interest on LinkedIn 
and it had shut me down. So I had some more learning and growing to do and still working through all that because still tend to want to look for somebody to just, you know, like the business knight in shining armor to come and take all the work away. Not that I don't want to work, but, you know, manufacturing isn't like my strong point. All that to say, it kind of kept me in the same lane that I've been in for a lot of years, even though the opportunity is immense. So I'm working through my own money mindset as to why I think that I'm not quite yet able to go to that really next level. And this then kind of goes to the concept that I've been learning and really agree with and have done most of my life is that in order to have the wealth or the financial freedom that you want to have, you have to be that kind of person first. Most of our lives, all of us have gone through the process of once I have this, so say $100,000 check, a million dollar check, whatever, then I'll be able to do the things that I need to do to make me that happy person in the future. So it's been a have, do, be model. Once I have, then I'll do, then I'll be. And I get this training from Jim Fortin for one, but it's, it's kind of widespread. When actually it needs to be the reverse because if you're not ready for it, if you're not being the type of person who can handle or do right with what you get, then it's not gonna work. So first you need to be that person who's responsible, who is doing the things they need to do, and then, then you will have what you need, meaning the income or whatever that may be. So I hope that makes sense because that's a big concept is a lot of times we're wishing for the future and I know you out there is somebody like me who has done that probably all their life. Once I have this, I'll do this and then I'll be happy. You have to go the other way around. Why not start out being happy and work back from there? Being grateful instead of always searching for more. And I'll mention here a classic book that I'm sure many of you have heard of, and it goes to money mindset and how important our mental faculties are and our programming is related to that. And it's Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich was published back in 1937, and it sold probably millions and millions of copies since. And it's authored by Napoleon Hill, who was enlisted by Andrew Carnegie. Probably, I think he was one, if not the second most wealthiest person at the time. And he spent 20 years of his life dedicated to interviewing and being around the richest people in the world at that time, which included Henry Ford, Alexander Graham Bell, Thomas Edison, John D. Rockefeller, Theodore Roosevelt, etc. And what he did was try to find what mindset things they had in common to create the wealth they did. And, and he created a step-by-step -step process of how they thought in order to help the rest of everybody else. 
And again, it's not just the fact of getting rich for rich's sake and on the backs of other people or anything like that, although arguably, arguably some of them did. It's what, what is a success mindset looks like and how might you need to reprogram yours in order to get out of your thermostat range and reach a greater one? Because anyone can. Everything in the brain can be reprogrammed. If you change that rut in your brain, creating another neuropathway, eventually, probably after around 60, 70 days of changing that, again, I refer to Dr. Shannon Irvine for that in her podcast, then you create some new ruts so that when your brain automatically, subconsciously goes somewhere, it'll go more to your new ruts than the ones that are kind of wearing away and your brain will fire in a more successful manner. So I'm hoping that throughout this episode you can see and understand initially the idea of neuropathways in our brain and that they're running, they're the hardware in our brain that is running all the time that we're not aware of. We're kind of aware of our software, which is in the conscious part of our brain, but the patterns that are controlling us to a large part are running all the time and that they can be changed and that this can affect any aspect of your life, not just your money situation. Um, It can affect your relationships, all of that, and everything can be reprogrammed, your habits, all of that. Your weight, maybe you have an idea of yourself in your head for some reason that I'll always be the fat one. That's the thermostat, I weigh this much and you'll go up and down, but you'll always come back to that comfort area in your life. So it can be applied to many things. Again, this is just kind of like a little primer in this whole area, but it's fascinating and it can change your life. It is helping to change mine. I'm still working through a lot of this stuff and in in no way an expert, but I'm hoping I gave you some resources that you can look into to get you started down this journey of what is possible that you don't have to if you're not happy, if you're stuck in a rut, a literal rut in your brain, you can reprogram that. You don't have to be there for the rest of your life. So I'm hoping that you get something out of this and I would love your feedback and we're gonna have more to come on this, but it it's just a way to get out of your rut. So with that, I want to wish you all a good week and can't wait to connect again. I have some awesome guests coming up the next couple of weeks that you won't want to miss. So we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Beacons of Bravery podcast. If you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you would go and rate and review the show and also share it with somebody who you think would benefit from listening to the message. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram, or you can email me at beaconsofbravery at gmail.com. I hope something that you heard today will help you go out and live a more joy-filled, inspired life. Don't keep playing it safe. Be brave today. And of course, a huge shout out to Steve Denny for providing the music for this podcast.